0: Hey guys, it's James Chester here, you're listening to the Gather Round the Lamp podcast by underagaslitlamp.com
1: Gather Round the Lamp, an Aston Villa podcast Ollie Watkins just gets away from him but El Ghazi's behind him Anwar El Ghazi, 3-0, emphatic
0: Traore with Watkins available, Traore just passes it into the corner Big moment for him young, ground full side, he's slashing it to the net, here's Douglas Louis, strong on the ball, opens up for John
1: McGinn, plays the pass
0: towards Watkins,
1: 1-0 Villa. He lets a big clap mate. So... Gather round villains and welcome to the latest instalment of Gather Around the Lamp, our Villa podcast by underagaslitlamp.com, sponsored by Manscaped. We've had a few days now to, to consider and call cool off and regroup from the really awful 1-0 home defeat that Villa suffered at the hands of Roy Hodgson's Watford. In this week's episode, we're going to dissect this latest setback for Stephen Gerrard and his team and look ahead to the upcoming fixture away at Brighton and Hove Albion. I'm Andy, and it's a very warm welcome back to our Man, Mr Craig Storrid. How are
0: you? Oh, hey. Hello, 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 Andy. Hi, listener. Uh, yeah, good. Good to be back. Um, I would say I was sorry to miss last week's show, but I, I really wasn't. I I said, uh, I think in the in the group chat that um, you know because I I couldn't make it. I said to everyone, you know, I, I don't think I've got anything nice to say after that Newcastle Newcastle uh, defeat. So goodness knows what I've got to say this week. Well, the the Newcastle game feels like halcyon days
1: after after the weekend. <laughs> so uh, you know, it's um, we'll see how it goes. I'm 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 determined not to be too down. Um, Downhearted, but but after that that stinging defeat last week at St James's Park, Steven Gerrard, of course, came out all guns blazing in the press, stating that there would be changes made um, for Aston Villa's home match against the Watford side sitting rock bottom in the Premier League without a win in eleven games. Gerrard didn't exactly ring the changes for this one, though, as as Ollie Watkins made way for Danny Ings in Gerrard's only only change to the team. But what what did you make of this lineup, and and why did Gerard not not follow through with these these wholesale
0: changes that he talked about? I was completely baffled by the lineup. I think it's really unusual for a manager to come out in the press and uh, really dig the players out, as Gerard did after that Newcastle defeat. And, and when he specifically said that there's going to be lots of changes, you know, all of us fans uh, were speculating kind of endlessly about what kind of combination of, of players. Lots of people argued for Sanson to come in. There was talk about uh, Chocquemencq getting a start. Danny Ings, I think you know, most people seemed to think that he deserved an opportunity after Ollie Watkins' uh, struggles. Maybe a change at centre half or midfield with Chambers going into midfield and, and Hawes coming in at centre back to uh, solidify. But no, none of it, none of it happened. The only thing that changed was 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 Watkins uh, making way for Danny Ings. And um, it was completely baffling because the the Newcastle game was so bad. The manager then came out and, and recognized that he needed changes and then decided not to change really anything. Certainly not in terms of the system or the shape. It was exactly the same just with Ings for Watkins, as mentioned. So I think it's really interesting from, from Gerard that he, he did that. Um, and really, I'm struggling to explain it. Um, I can only think maybe the players in question who were set for the chop after Newcastle game, maybe they apologised verbally or maybe they apologised kind of physically on the training pitch and maybe they were all tearing up the players that were the mooted to be dropped. And and Gerald was like, no, 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 that was a blip. Actually, I'm going to stick more or less with the same team. Uh, but very odd. And, and I think Gerard maybe look, made himself look slightly foolish with those comments and then by not really making any changes. I mean, you were there in the stadium, Andy. What what was your mood and the general mood around Villa Park when it was basically same again? Well, I, like you, I was surprised when I saw the lineup. I was
1: expecting I probably wasn't expecting that many. I thought maybe two or three um changes. But as as a, as I say quite often on this podcast, I like the idea of two or three changes. Every game at least one change every game because i think I feel like you need to freshen it up. I feel like you need to rotate the players um in and out of the team um on a reasonably regular basis as well. you need to give players um you know th- their opportunities and I think it's about keeping players fresh and keeping players fit um but i was I was surprised based on Gerard's comments. I was a little bit disappointed um it felt like um I'm sure it wasn't this at all, but it it did felt like he was he was scapegoating Watkins a little bit, as you know, after such an abject performance that he's the only the only one to lose his place in the team. He you know he didn't play well, but he was fr- far from the the worst player against Newcastle. So, um, yeah, just, just just a bit a bit strange, really. But I I think I think in all honesty, looking at it, and we did touch on this last week. It's it's a case that. You know, you you kind of think, well, we need to make changes, but, but what changes? I mean, if you're if you're picking what you deem to be your best team and it's not performing, um, you can make changes, but essentially you're you're potentially weakening the team further, aren't you, by making those changes, unless you've got a couple of players who are absolutely kind of fizzing and ready to go. Um, I don't see how it how it strengthens you. Um I think the Ing's one was a you know I think he he obviously deserves his his opportunity and I'd I'd keep him in the, if he's fit I'd keep him in the side for Saturday although he did look like he was struggling at the end of that game. Um but then you look beyond that, you know, are you going to he's not going to leave Coutinho out. He's not he's probably not going to leave Buendia out because he's you know who do you bring in to replace someone like that and he's been playing very well. Um Ramsey, you know, very in great form you know all season mcginn's one of you know whether he's performing well or not he's one of the 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 leaders in the dressing room and one of those kind of lieutenants on the field um you know and there's no one else other than Dougie, really to play to play number 6 so it's hard really um it's to see certainly in that front six where you make those changes I don't, you know it's uh, and even now, I'm sort of looking at it for Saturday, and I'm thinking,
0: who do you, who do you change? Unless someone's injured, who who do you change? It's it's difficult. Well, I think um, I, well, there's there's two points. I mean, who who do you change? I think anyone, really, just to just to give them a rocket of the backside a little bit, and and so there's a demonstration that actually this isn't good enough. Um, John McGinn is a prime example. You mentioned there, uh, Andy. He is one of the leaders in in the dressing room. And he is just bang out of form at the moment. You know, um, we had this with John McGinn last season when he had a, a dip in form. And, and and this isn't me hammering John McGinn. All players have a dip in form. Um, I was a little bit disappointed last season, uh, as I mentioned on the podcast, when uh, Jack Grealish went down with an injury that John McGinn didn't step up more. And, and likewise, I think we've been struggling the last few weeks and John McGinn isn't stepping up and leading us in the way that, that I'd like him to. Um, I think Jacob Ramsey also, you can say, I said, I think before the Leeds game, you know, you got to take Ramsey out here or there because he's young. He's only 20, 21, still growing, bones still growing, muscle still growing just for his own well-being and just for his longevity. And then he went and banged a couple of goals in. So I don't think there's anything wrong with giving Jacob Ramsey a rest. Um, he needs it. It looks like he needs it as, as a young player. There's nothing wrong with dropping John McGinn because he's playing absolutely awfully. And I'm not sure it's entirely his fault. I think some of that might be to do with the system. And also there's there's an argument for saying that the Coutinho and Buendia uh, uh, axis isn't really working. And then the the second point that I would make is I then try and put myself in the shoes of a Carney Chokomenka, who still has not committed himself to a new deal to Aston Villa. And I put myself in the shoes of a Morgan's Sanson who... Although he hasn't torn the place up. It's not like he's had a run of ten games where he's been fit and available. This is probably the longest period since he signed for us, Morgan Sanson, that he's actually been available and fit without any injuries and he hasn't got a sniff either. If I'm Carney Chokomenka, I'm thinking, Well, if Gerard's not gonna play me now, when the team has won one in eight and we're struggling to string a pass together, he's never gonna play me. I'm off. I don't see any other I don't see any other I don't. I think that that's what I what would. I I would think if I was in his shoes. I mean, what would you think if you're in his shoes, Andy? You're looking at these piss poor performances from everyone basically, and you you can't get a start.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think I think I would Yeah, I know what you're saying. I think I think you also have to caveat with the, that with the fact that he's 18 years old, and anyone at 18, um, you know, who's 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 kind of demanding a st- Demanding starts in the Premier League, you know they they need to be, um, you know they need to be showing it as well, you know. And he has come on and done done well, um, but whether he's whether he's done enough to make Gerard think, you know, I've got to I've got to pick this lad is um, is open to debate. Having said that, he's actually probably the one, you know, and we'll talk about Brighton uh, later on, but he's probably the one. Who I would say one of those players where you would think you know he's he's got to be chomping at the bit to get to get get some game time. So um, he's he is you know if you were to to sort of rotate uh, Coutinho or Buendia out of the team, for me he's the man he's the man who's who's got to come in. You know he's on Saturday he was behind you know, Ashley Young and Leon Bailey, wasn't he, coming into the team, so coming off the bench. So um you know, we'll we'll see it's 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 a strange situation where we've we seem to have loads and loads of options, you know, but they're more options off the bench. We're still in that position where we, we don't have a genuine we don't have genuine
0: options at the moment, seemingly, to 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 change the, the starting team. I think, I think that it. I think that's the, the operative word in that sentence is "seem," and I would agree with that. It doesn't seem like we have the we, we have the, the players because. Gerard hasn't given anyone a chance. Morgan Sanson has, I think, had one start against Man United. He played well. Unfortunately, he was responsible for I think uh, a, a lax pass, which gave um, Man United a goal. But other than that, he had a good game. Hasn't been seen since or heard from since. Um and as other What players. does that tell you? What does that tell you, Craig? You know, if, I mean Dean
1: Smith didn't fancy him either, did he? Even when, even when he was fit, Dean Smith wasn't really on board. And Gerard has come in and said what a what a good player Sanson is and how how good he looks. But he still doesn't fancy him, does he? He's still not prepared to leave Jacob Ramsey, 20 year, 20 year old, outside. Douglas Louise, who for all intents and purposes, is going to be off in the summer, and John McGinn, who's out of form, he won't leave any of those players out in order to select
0: San- Sanson. So, what does that tell you? Well, you know, it's a good question. If it, you know, <laughs> if it looks like a duck and quacks like a duck, <laughs> often it's, it's it is a duck. Um, so you have to you you have to you have to you have to think that there has to be obviously something going on that maybe we're not privy to. But even then, if you don't fancy Sanson, uh, Chokwemeka came on in that Man United game as a number eight, uh, and he has been seen quite a, a fair bit. Is he worth a look? Just again, even if it's just to give Jacob Ramsey, the poor, poor lad, a bit of a, a bit of a breather. Again, not because he's 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 far from our worst midfielder. He's been our best midfielder in this in this awful run of one win uh, from eight games. But he's young and he might need a breather. So I think there's opportunities as well. Callum Chambers as well, the opportunity to bring him in uh, and give Douglas Louise, who is who is really out of sorts, doesn't get along with this formation, does Douglas Luiz. He's, he's he's all alone out there in the midfield. Um, lots of things going on. But ultimately, as happened with Dean Smith, when Purslow took him out back and, and, and gave him the pillow and the gun, the the buck stops with the manager. So if Gerard chooses to keep playing players who are losing every week, but you know it only ends one way, so he has to probably try, try something different at some point. Even that's not personnel; maybe it's shape. But um, I think we're going to talk about that in a minute. Yeah, we'll we'll certainly uh we'll
1: certainly look at that in a bit. But I mean, Villa actually made a, a reasonably solid solid start to the game, maintaining more more possession um, than usual. With Watford seemingly happy to to kind of sit back in there. You know in their banks and uh, and soak up the pressure Danny Ings saw a penalty shout waved away by the referee as Villa huffed and puffed the best chance of the the first half, however, fell to watford 's Denise, who pulled an impressive um save from Emmy martinez as as Watford caught villa on the counter attack um, was a really good save as well um, opposition teams have have exploited um some of the gaps left behind by by villas. Marauding fullbacks in recent weeks. Um, why do you think that this keeps happening? And are these
0: gaping holes the fault of the players or 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 the system, do you think? I think it's um I think it, it is probably firstly the system and then secondly the players, and and it, it is kind of a chicken and egg situation, which one comes first. <laughs> Um the, the players seem to be badly struggling. I mean, it doesn't seem. I, I don't need to say qualifying words like seem. The players are badly struggling. Villa have won one, won one game in eight. One win in eight games. So let me not beat around the bush here. It is going badly wrong. It, things are bad. So let's not, you know, I'm using words like seem to try and be balanced. But no, it's it's, it's very bad right now for, for Aston Villa. Very bad. So um, there has to be, uh, I think there is, there, there is, there's, there seems to be a debate on on Villa Twitter, and I'll be interested to see which kind of side of this debate you fall on. Um, with some people thinking that all the players, more or less, apart from one or two, are absolutely useless and need to be sold immediately and and replaced with you know Villa spunking another two hundred million up the wall in the summer, um, which is an interesting idea. And then there's other people who seem to think that uh, Gerard is is trying to trying to run before he can walk with these players, and that. He is perhaps asking them to do system, a system, asking the players to perform a system which is kind of beyond their capabilities at this moment in time. So I probably fall somewhere in in the middle in terms of blaming the players or the system. I, I don't think that we can play the system that he's trying to play, as is being evidenced by these awful, not just the results, because sometimes you can you can play well and you can see, ah, there's something, there's something happening here. I can see it's we're not quite getting the results we deserve, but I can see what's going on. There's none of that. Results and performances both awful. So I think that Gerard might have to simplify things a little bit for for the players, and um, and maybe wait until he has a full preseason, or maybe wait until he also has the opportunity to change some players around before he goes full full pelt for this system. Um, I, I don't know which which side which side do you want? Does he does Gerard need to adapt, or do we need to get rid of the whole players and the whole team and start again? Um. Well, firstly, on the players,
1: I, I think I get the feeling that there might be a few players there that uh, have got one eye now on on the summer and their next move, or on their um, their holiday, <laughs> and uh, and 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 that's it's way too early to be thinking like that. I think in the season, but but that's certainly how it feels to me. Um, they're treading water, a few of them. They're going through the motions. They're not fully invested, um, and I think that's that's you know a difficulty with 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 some of them. You know, and and I don't know. Maybe it's natural for some of them to 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 be a bit like that. But the other the other side of it, um, the system side of it, um, is an interesting one because you know we were talking again last week, and, and Dan, um, you know probably understands these these things slightly slightly better or can explain these things slightly better than I can but but he's very adamant that the 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 system is is the downfall at the moment and um you know this this kind of christmas tree formation and what's expected in certain positions um leaves us wide open because we haven't got the necessary uh, personnel and um and quality to um you know to to kind of Fill the gaps if you like. So, um, I mean, I'm in two minds. If this is the way Gerard wants to play, then I think he's got to try and get it into the players. You know, I, 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 I do think um, that any group of players can can master any system at this level. You only have to look at Leeds, who, all right, they're struggling a bit at the moment, but these are a group of. Very very ordinary players, who play some incredible football at times and finished eighth in the Premier League last season. So, you know, I, I think you can. I think you can get a tune out of a group of players who invest and buy into um, a way of playing and a system, but it can take time. You know, I think back to um, even when 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 Jurgen Klopp took over at Liverpool. You know, it was all very exciting to start with, but they. Didn't have concede a lot of goals, and they lost some games, and they didn't. They finished around seventh in the league, and there were some doubts as to whether Jurgen Klopp, you know, would at that point would continue as as Liverpool manager, or whether he, he was a bit of a busted flush because he, he things had dropped off for him at Dortmund as well. You know, I, I think I heard the other day that Rangers fans were unsure about Gerrard at first and this, and the system he was playing because it 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 just took a while for the, the players. And for him to get the players together who would who would be able to execute it well, so you know, I I do think it's a bit of both. I think there will be a lot, of, there will be quite a turnover of players in the summer because I think I mean, uh, what's
0: what's new for Aston Villa every well, year exactly, we have a yeah. large turnover of players. Yeah, apart from last year, really. I mean,
1: we, uh, yeah. I, I don't. There was obviously, but we lost the big one, didn't we, last year? So you know that. And and I, look, I still think we I still think we're we're recovering from that. I, th- I don't think. That's something that you know. I, I said. I said the other day, um, you know, it feels like now when you when you go to games, you know, great atmosphere and and all the rest of it. But when you go to games, it feels like the the club's heart stopped beating a little bit. It's it's just not the same. You know, Grealish brought that energy. He brought that. He brought that rhythm. He brought that passion. Um, and we're 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 missing that we're missing that badly at the moment, and uh, um, it will it will heal, it will go, it'll it, you know it'll evolve out of the club, no problem at all. But at the moment, it's uh, it's 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 not it's not helpful. But in answer to your question, I do think I think it's partly the system, but I think he's got to he's got to persist with it to some degree. Um, and I do think there's
0: players on the beach. I think um, I think that's that's f- that I, I take that point and I do believe that that you know Gerard should have the freedom to kind of do what he wants, but you have to earn that freedom. and I think that uh, you know we should be really around 33, 34 points now and uh, you know we, we should be a win or two away from the 40 point mark. And once we're at the 40 point mark, I think I would turn around and hold my hands up and say, yep, have at it, do what you want, play the kids. Do what you want. You know, play five up front. Doesn't matter. We're safe for another year. Experiment all you like. The problem is, he's not at Liverpool. He's not at Rangers. He's at Aston Villa. A a recently promoted Aston Villa for all intents and purposes, which we we conveniently forget sometimes as fans. And our Premier League survival, our Premier League uh, 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 membership is not a foregone conclusion. You know, I am very certainly looking over the shoulder at the moment at our uh, at the teams coming up behind us and it's a little bit uh, twitchy because one win in eight is relegation form we have 14 games left if we carry that through if we carry this form through to the end of the season that's another two wins which leaves us on 33 points, maybe a couple of draws 35 points and then it's it's maybe you stay up maybe you don't if this current form continues. So for me, Gerard has to has to do something, has to stop the rot because I don't think you can carry on experiment, experimenting like he is when results are so bad. I think he has to to do something and do it soon uh, because uh, it is dicey, getting dicey for Villa.
1: Yeah, and, and and that's the thing. And you you mentioned it at the start. It's not like it's not like we're playing scintillating football creating loads of chances but getting caught out on the break you know we are we are we are struggling aren't we um you know we'll come on to it in a bit it's it's not it's not it's not like where you can you can kind of see what he's trying to do it it is all a bit soggy and a bit a bit flimsy isn't it um in every aspect so it's it's um it's a's it's a strange one it's hard to it's hard to really decide it's hard to decide but I suppose the hope is that you know at any point these players because they're a good good group of players they will they will click into a bit of form but um or they'll just they'll just get it and it'll just it'll just happen and um we'll see we'll see but at the moment it's uh it's it's looking decidedly um underwhelming um but second half was 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 um, more or less the same. Uh, Watford seemed seemed more than happy to settle for a much needed point. Um Gerard however clearly wanted to win and he hooked the the ineffective ineffective Douglas Luiz who who just before that given the ball away I think and uh, set up a a Watford counter attack which we were lucky um uh, Sissoko missed um, his opportunity. Um and uh, he brought on Ollie Watkins um, in a in a really attacking change. Ashley Young subsequently came came on at right back for Matty Cash. And the final change cha- saw the the lesser spotted Leon Bailey um, back from injury ju- joining the fray um, in place of Emi Buendia. Sadly, these these offensive changes uh, did not have the desired effect with Villa, mustering only a, a tame shot at goal one-time shot in goal, I should say, for for the whole 90 minutes. Other than two Philip Coutinho 20-minute masterclasses um, against Leeds and and Man United, Villa have looked somewhat toothless in front of goal in recent weeks with the likes of Coutinho, Buendia, Watkins and Ings available. Why do you think Villa
0: are so goal-shy at the moment? I think it's a couple of things. I think it's confidence and I think it is, again, the the system. What seems to be happening is... um, when Bredia and and Coutinho seem to both be staying quite deep, um, picking up those deep positions, looking for those magical through balls to either Luca Dina or Matty Cash. and whereas we talked, you talked about the Golden Boy uh, Grealish, um, you know, last season, and one of the delights as a Villa fan in in, in the last five or six years was seeing Grealish one on one with his fullback, just as he jinks and dies. and then Matt Target, your favourite would uh, dart along the outside and uh, it was, it, you know, would get two V ones. And even if it was a one weave on, you know, you know, Grealish has the the, the ability to get to the byline, put a cross in. He has the ability to cut inside and do a, a cross. He can dribble and do it himself and, and bang one in the, uh, bang one in the bottom corner as he did uh, famously many times. I think particularly against that uh, in that game away at blues in our 10 game uh, winning run. Um, so, but unfortunately, with all respect to, to, to Luca Dean, um, Luca Dean, one-on-one with the right back, isn't really going to do a lot. He's, he, he's either going to cross it or try and pull it back. Matty Cash, uh, you know, he hasn't got a trick in him. He's not going to be dribbling around anyone. Or, or, and, and his crossing Matty Cash's is, is well, um, I'm trying to think of a word to say. Um, inconsistent isn't isn't accurate because it is actually consistent it's just consistently not good um, and, and that's by Matty Cash's own admission again not trying to dig him out uh, he said himself um, that his final ball hasn't been good enough and, and that's quite right so when I'm seeing Cash one-on-one with the, the left back or Dinia one-on-one with the uh, right back I'm thinking well something's gone wrong here <laughs> shouldn't McGinn be here shouldn't Wendia be here I want don't I want Coutinho one-on-one with this right back and cutting inside and bending one in the top corner um, so it seems to be a, a structural issue. And then when you've got you're, you're pumping crosses in, we haven't got big Wesley. We haven't got uh, Kodja. We haven't got Rudy Gestede. We haven't got Graban. Uh, we haven't got Davis. We haven't got anyone with any kind of height in there. Um, particularly last week, we've got Ings in there, maybe McGinn or uh, uh, maybe Ramsey. None of which are particularly good in in the air. So. I'm wondering what is the point of crossing the ball in when we don't have anyone who realistically is going even Watkins isn't particularly good at, at winning crosses you know how many goals does he score from from crosses you think we have Dominic Calvert-Lewin in there the amount of crosses that they're trying to pump in so I'm not really seeing how this system plays to the strength of the players that we have so I think that's why we're so goal shy I think that it's 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 a bit of a it's a bit of a mess um I'm not sure we we have the best players in the uh in in the best positions where they can hurt the opposition. I think in the Newcastle game I think you and Dan mentioned it last week on the show. Matt Cash was the player with the most touches in the Newcastle box. Well that there he's probably the last person you'd want other than Emmy Martinez with the most touches in the opposition box. So for me it's confused um and 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 it just it, it, again it, I think it reflects badly on the structure of the team and how the manager's sending them out. Because we do have real weapons in there that can hurt people. I mean, you, you you couldn't wish for someone better than Philip Coutinho to be chinking around the edge of the boxes or arriving on the other chances in terms of just being a supreme finisher. But we've got we've got Matt Cash there. It's it's not. I don't. It confuses me. I don't understand.
1: I mean, it reminds me
0: a little bit of the
1: points I was making about the the five three two back in. Uh, you know back in the those those days with dean smith at the start of the season when he was um he was using matt cash and matt target as his as his creative outlets you know and we had at the time obviously we had watkins and ings up front and a and a fairly flat midfield um and and everything had to go go via these two these two um Essentially, defenders—you know—who—who—who were—who were tasked with creating all the chances—and it, it didn't make make sense then, and it doesn't really make sense now. Um, I'm look, I'm I'm am am a bit older, <laughs> so I remember when when fullbacks were judged on how well they defended. Um, I know the games moved on, and and they you know fullbacks are are expected to obviously um, add add far more. Um, attacking threat going forward, but I still maintain that that should be on a on a as and when as and when it's appropriate basis, not as a not as a um, you know as, as as the only kind of route to goal. Do you know what I mean? It feels like the fullbacks have to get
0: involved in every attack. But that's and, not how they, that's madness. That, that's not how they're set up. I mean, you have a bird's eye view there from K two in the Holt as soon as Villa get on the ball, it's, it's like roadrunner either side. Dina and Cash are just sprinting forward um, to get in those positions. And then the ball goes into Coutinho or Brendier. They're looking for the for them. And again, when we're in advanced positions, I mean, every time Villa have the ball, and you probably saw this better than I can see it on the TV, it seems like we've got a couple of roadrunners in uh, Matty Cash and Dina who are just sprinting full pelt to, 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 to get up the pitch. And um, it's really again it's 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 baffling and it's not working is the other thing so so i mean there's that
1: and it's strange defensively then when they when they they when watford were getting on the counter attack which they did very effectively um with their midfield three sort of blocking everything um in front of their defense they were getting on the counter attack and then you know that 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 um move that i that i mentioned you know You've got Sissoko running at running at Jacob Ramsey, who's filling in at left back because Dini has gone forward. And you've and got McGinner seems... right
0: back on the other side and it's Yeah. Yeah.
1: And and I know those obviously those midfielders have to have to tuck in and do that when when the full backs go forward. But that shouldn't be happening all the time, should it? Surely? I mean, surely the defence um you know the, the back four are the what are the are the ones that should be in those positions the majority of the time you know when once once there's a once there's a transition i i mean it's it's maybe i'm you know maybe i'm just not up with 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 modern tactics but um i think if you've got you know Sissoko or 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 Sar running at you that's a much better situation than them running at, at Jacob Ramsey. Um, and I would have thought as well, as, as good as Luca Dina is, um, I'd rather have, um, Jacob Ramsey on the ball at the other end as well. But, you know, it's, it's, um, it's just confusing and it just looks, a, it just looks a mess and it looks, it looks, it looks very, very stodgy at the moment.
0: Well, it, it is a mess. And I think, um, and again, you 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 alluded to there. We you know there's been kind of two bursts of of wonderfulness, and um, uh, in the last probably five or six games, and that was that spell against Manchester United where we brought it back uh, from two 0 to 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 get a draw, um, where everything kind of went through Philip Coutinho on his debut, and, and and Ramsey's popped up with a goal, and also that uh, that twenty minute period from from Coutinho. And Ramsey against Leeds, where everything clicked and looked wonderful, but um, we're talking about two, we're talking about forty minutes out of the last four matches, or five matches, or six matches of genuine quality. And I would argue with the players that Villa have at their disposal that is nowhere near good enough. Um, you know, changing system or no changing system, I think that the the the, the management team Gerard Beale. Uh, um, Austin McPhee all the rest of them I just do think they have to be getting more out of these players than they are at this moment in time
1: yeah absolutely and particularly at the attacking end um, you know I think I think defensively you know we are what we are aren't we um, at the moment which is perhaps not as good as we thought we were Um but but attacking wise you can't look at that that group of players and say that we should be drawing blanks against Newcastle and, and and Watford it's just um it's 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 just not on it's it's it shouldn't be happening um but sadly you know another spectre of, of villa's recent past came back to visit as as villa conceded yet another goal um which could be marked as in the avoidable column um there were lots lots of blame to go around with this one with Callum Chambers beginning the comedy of errors after losing out on the on a challenge on halfway um and into Watford's half that the ball um is eventually switched onto the right-hand side where Ishmael uh controls the ball um on the edge of the Villa area Luca Dinia mysteriously makes no attempt to challenge Saar. Who stands still, waits for the run of Den- Dennis, and clips a lovely ball into the Nigerian forward, who catches Aston Young asleep at the at the back post. And Dennis helped himself to the to the winning goal, nodding an easy finish uh, into the Villa net. Watford were not quite finished and could conceivably have scored another goal or two, but for the excellence of Martinez between the Villa sticks. Um, Villa. Twitter went somewhat nuclear after the full time whistle with with anger and criticism of the players the manager Christian Perslow and even Dean Smith um were trending on the villa hashtags um we try to be optimistic on the, on this podcast um but however you slice it one win in eight for Gerard and his players makes for ugly reading clearly things are going somewhat wrong at
0: the moment but how the villa stop the rot and avoid further poor results I think it's down to the manager to change things. I think it's down to the manager to change. If he doesn't want to drop the players, if he wants to keep the same 11, that's his prerogative. But um, uh, we are in, uh, we are, a, 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 the ship is a sinking. So I think that he has to make some some adjustments uh, starting against the Brighton game, perhaps um, look to try and just, and I think... <laughs> I don't think it's gonna happen. I I implored. I remember do you remember before the Southampton game? Dean Smith had lost four in a row and I was begging him. I was begging not that he was listening to me, but I was saying, Dino, come on, mate. You're gonna get sacked to be carrying like this. Please just keep it tight, get a point away from Southampton, go away for the international break, regroup and and, and go again. Because confidence is on the floor. And I feel we're in a similar moment now. Confidence is on the absolute floor. I mean it's players of high quality are struggling to trap control pass a football uh Ben Foster uh, as you mentioned there Andy not with a save to make uh Villa Villa Twitter did did turn I think it's fair to say the honeymoon is over for for, for Gerard and um, he's um, he's 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 got it all to prove we, we knew that the hiring Gerard was a gamble yes wonderful captain yes one of the greatest football players the Premier League has ever seen. Yes, did very well in, in the SPL, but the fact of the matter is, uh and this is just a fact, it's not opinion, Gerard is a novice Premier League manager, and in recent weeks he has been schooled by very experienced Premier League managers with the likes of Eddie Howe, the likes of Roy Hodgson with with hundreds of games under their belt at this level, and, and they've 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 beat him easily, actually, and outthought him very easily. So I think for Gerard it, it might be time to just put these Put these, uh, these you know, McGinn at right back and Ramsey at left back and the forwards, this this kind of uh, over over what seems to be at the moment an overly complicated system. Simplify it for the players. Go back to basics. Get them playing the way they need to play. Keep your full books, backs on the halfway line or one goes, one stays. You know, the old, it is old school. And uh, let's see if we can, if we can get our, our players that we want on the balls in those final third areas, which I don't think is Matty Cash. I think it's Coutinho. I think it's Brendia, And maybe even, maybe even, Andy, oh, I'm going to put my tin hat on. Maybe sacrifice one of the number 10s. Maybe Coutinho or Brendia comes out and maybe you bring in an additional central midfielder or you're bringing an additional centre back if you are going to let those fullbacks fly forward like that then at least you've got some additional cover um just make us a bit more solid a bit more hard to beat and 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 then reset rebuild from there but a bit like dean smith Ger- gerard and these premier league managers they've they've got egos they are packed with hubris he will believe gerard and Beale that they know best and i expect them to play exactly the same way again and i think if we do play the same way again andy Brighton, who are just so good at keeping the football anyway, they'll they'll tear us limb from limb. The only thing you, you hope on Brighton is sometimes they have some problems finishing off their chances, but um, I don't see us touching the ball if we play, and, and Brighton will have a, a field day with the, with all those gaps on the pitch, I think, on Saturday. I mean, what I would say
1: is that on, on Saturday, he did try to, to alter the system. He did try to go, it looked more like a... Four two, four two three one type of type of system towards the end um he had the two strikers on obviously um he had he, you know he left Coutinho on i think bailey came on for uh, for for Dia. you know it, it looked more like that type of type of system and i just wonder whether in the absence of um you know a that that uh, that really strong CDM that everyone wanted, and and obviously Nakamba the being out, um, maybe going to the, to a more of a, a kind of a two man um, midfield, double pivot type type situation, um, with two players that that aren't really expected to do a, an awful lot other than kind of win the ball back and keep it keep it moving. Um, maybe this is where Sanson would come into his own. Maybe um, it might involve. McGinn not not being in the side. Um but I think they have to somehow do that and then enable themselves to to, to double up in wide areas and allow the allow the um the full backs to join in but, but to also have, have some cover um back there, you know, so you know under those circumstances this is where you'd you'd you would you would you would want someone, you know, perhaps on the left a bit like someone like Ollie Watkins. Um on the left sort of to help Dinia. Buendia is very very good in terms of um in, in terms of his his pressing and his and his work rate and his energy. You know, on the right and and then you've got Coutinho who can who can just um maintain in the in the number 10 position but that would be my that would be my sort of choice going forward at the moment. That's very different to what what how Gerald wants to play and, and the, the 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 style of play he's trying to drill into the players. So, you know, he's unlikely to to change too much. But he did, in fact, sort of switch to that that type of system on Saturday.
0: I think that he he did he did try something, but it backfired. You know, it gave it gave it gave Watford more room, as you said. You know, not less. I just have to think to myself. Is Gerard, and this seems crazy to say, so I hmm, I don't know if i I'm going to say it anyway, because it's just a question, because some people are very unhappy with how things are going. Some people are very unhappy with, with Christian Perslow. Um, and, and um, you know, the, I saw some stuff, why he's just hired his mate, you know, I, I, I'm not sure. I, I think that, that Perslow does have a bit of a, uh, fetish might be a strong word, but I think, you know, Perslow does enjoy a big name. It's fair to say. Um, so you know Gerard's profile, I'm sure had something to do with his his appointment. But um, uh, if we're gonna have our half, uh, our glass half, glass half empty, Andy. Brighton coming up, Southampton coming up. Lose both of those, and then you're at one win in ten. Do you think that the owners start to get twitchy at that point? Do you start to get twitchy at that point? Is there a line we draw in the sand because we are on 27 points. We are not safe yet. I think we will be safe by the way. I'm I'm not I'm just playing devil's advocate. Here. I'm just asking a question. I'm I'm not suggesting anything. Mm. Yeah, I mean we're very very close
1: aren't we to to not having any worries about about relega- relegation. Um and we all kind of assume that it would be a formality probably during this run of five fixtures <laughs> that we yeah. favourable fixtures that we um, we we're in the middle of now with one point um, that we would we would secure our, our Premier League status and then we could we could kind of have a run to the end of the season of of, of seeing how things go and maybe a bit of entertaining football and, and this sort of thing um, but it's not worked out like that as yet I mean you know if they get they win the next two suddenly things look look a lot better again don't they but if they lose the next two um you know or even draw the next two it's still looking a little bit dicey isn't it and and i think um i, I mean i'd be very surprised if they if they're thinking in those terms at the moment but one thing is for absolute certain absolute certain they will not um tolerate the idea of of being relegated the owners and Perslow will not tolerate that idea, and if it looks like that's how it's going, they will have to change it. Absolutely, they won't. It won't be like two years ago with Dean Smith when he had the the COVID break and he was able to to regroup. You know, Dean Smith was on the brink two years ago because we looked like we were going to get relegated before COVID, um, and COVID COVID saved his job, um, but. You know and he and he he ultimately kept us up. I don't think they'd be taking that risk again, and I honestly think that if it looks like it's it's falling away to that extent, they'll pull the trigger well, they'll have
0: to oh well, that's an interesting and we'll have, thought. We'll, have,
1: we'll, have Tony, we'll have Tony Pulis in the dugout
0: <laughs> oh dear, well again, listener, this is just just a question we're just speculating, hopefully, villa turn it around, we win against Brighton, we win against Southampton and we're looking we're on 33 points knowing we just need a win or two and it's it's done and everything looks a lot rosier this time you know in a week or two um but the way things are looking you know it, it does get to the point and we got to the point under Dean Smith and I'm at the similar point now where you you just can't see where the next wins coming from it looks so bad and obviously Dean Smith paid the price with his with his job uh, Gerard not we're not suggesting that he he should lose his job or anything like that for sure, it's probably fair to say that results need to improve, and that's not you know anything outrageous to say. Obviously, one win in eight, you know, come on. Of course, they need to improve. It's, it's quite clear.
1: No, they absolutely, they absolutely do. Like they 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 won't. They you know they they will. They will be looking at it, and they won't. They won't. There's no way they 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 can afford to allow this club to 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 get relegated again. So, you know, it's but like we say. There's more than enough quality in that squad um, to turn things around and turn thing, things around quick and and spectacularly because we've got some really good players. Um, but he is, you know, it is prickly um, under his feet at the moment. And Craig, the last thing, the last thing anyone wants is is a prickly feeling on on bare skin.
0: It is stubble, <laughs> all those kind of things. You know, they can, you can get a stubble rash. You know, I have, I have. I've been told by people that know these kind of things that if you are um not quite clean-shaven if you have a bit of a 5 o'clock shadow going on and if you are shall we say face deep in an, in an intimate area that that those stubbly things can can catch and and create rashes and, and and discomfort for for people in those intimate areas so I hear so I'm I'm told yeah yeah now, um, imagine anecdotal. If you anecdotal yet. Yeah, so, so I have not commissioned a study on this. It's just what I'm hearing, but, uh, I suppose there's, there's another way to think about that. What if it's a double trouble? What if you have a kind of stubbly, uh, face area and also a stubbly intimate area, a stubbly pubic region, if you will. And it's like the clash of the Titans. It's like Godzilla versus King Kong. It's a scratch here, it's a scratch there, and all of a sudden, everyone's got rashes everywhere. But don't despair, don't delay, because you can make sure that you get Manscaped products today. Yes, you can, and you can make sure you can turn that stubble upside down and get rid of it, and you can get rid of it with manscaped.com, with the performance package 4.0, and you can make sure that your intimate area is not causing anyone to have a rash, (laughs) which... Is always the way that you want to go. And I don't know where this is going. So, anyway, (laughs) make sure that you get your uh, discount, which is uh, 20% off and free worldwide shipping. That's 20% off and free worldwide shipping with manscaped.com. That's www.manscaped.com. A proud supporter of Gather Round the Lamp podcast.
1: Thank you Craig, yeah absolutely get over there guys and uh,
0: sort it out That took um, a sharp it, turn didn't it? Yeah that's right
1: <laughs> But in brighter news um, it's been a fantastic weekend for Villa's 19 strong lone army with a number of players making a big splash away from the problems at their parent club Louis Barry has hit his first ever senior league goal um, in, in a 3-0 Swindon win. I think he scored again tonight as we're recording against Walsall. Um, Daniel Bettridge's uh, favourite Trezeguet has hit the goal trail in Turkey. Freddie Gilbert continues um, to populate the League One team of the week, which is an incredible. Um, Keaton <laughs> Davis and Jaden Philogene Bidet are earning rave reviews for Forest and Stoke fans res- respectively. But perhaps the pick of the bunch has been. The goal getter, the bagsman, uh, Cameron Archer, who has now scored an incredible 14 goals in just 13 appearances across the championship, Carabao Cup and EFL trophy so far this season. What does the future hold, do you think, for for Cameron Archer next season? And given Watkins and Ings' struggles in front of goal for Villa of late, you know, should should young 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 Cameron be starting for Villa? On Saturday, instead of starting for Preston,
0: well, I think he he certainly uh, probably deserved a bit of a look in earlier this season. I think you you were a big advocate for for sticking him in uh, Andy when he was on the goal trail, uh, as you mentioned there in the Carabao Cup and the NFL Trophy. Didn't really get a sniff under Gerard, had a few more minutes under uh, Dean Smith, but uh, this is what the loan market is for. Um, he is able now to go out and prove himself. And um, you know, with every goal, he's probably adding another million to his price tag. So, should Villa wish to cash in? Although I can't imagine having uh, having having those conversations because I think the Archer is growing into a fearsome striker at a very very young age, and uh, written off by many after a a, 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 a disappointing spell at Solihull Moors, uh, where it just didn't quite work out for him. He. Um, uh, we we remember the the interview. Uh, well, I remember the interview in pre season with your mate, your favourite Andy uh, Craigie Shakespeare, um, your favourite coach, uh, who just said, yeah, that uh, that basically I'm paraphrasing, but that Archer had shown up, came came back after pre season and just smashed in a hat trick in the first kind of pre season game behind closed doors that Villa had, and all of a sudden he was just flying, and that momentum has continued through. The uh, the the Carabao Cup scoring against Chelsea, the EFL Trophy was absolutely incredible, and now he's proving that he's no flash in the pan from a goal scoring standpoint and absolutely banging goals in the Championship, which as we as we know is a very difficult league, a very very difficult league. Hopefully, we don't have to experience how difficult that <laughs> league is, uh, but if we do, we've got Archer ready 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 to go. So um, so I think it's incredible for for Archer. I think next season. Uh, you have to think that uh, he would be kept around. I think that the future may not be long. I, I think that, that Danny Yings may not be long for this world, Aston Villa. I also suspect Ollie Watkins might be off. So uh, that leaves an opening for uh, Archer next season to, to stake a claim to be Villa's starting striker. I think that uh, you talked about the heartbeat earlier of Aston Villa. Kind of being uh, ripped out a little bit with the exit of Jack Grealish and probably to a lesser extent Dean Smith, a couple of lo- a, c- a couple of genuine local heroes, and uh, I don't I don't think that could be overstated how important those two were for the kind of renaissance of, of Aston Villa. So having another local lad uh, in Archer uh, alongside Jacob Ramsey, I think could 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 be a real thing for next season. I think I look at Archer and I think about Harry Kane, and no, I'm not saying he's as good as Harry Kane. But Harry Kane was not fancied at Spurs as this as this big star. They had another guy, uh, Edwards, I think, at, at Tottenham, who was like supposed to be the next big thing. And Harry Kane, yeah, he was decent, he was a prospect, but no one expected him to be what he's become. Archer could be a similar story. Uh, definitely not one of the big names of the Villa you set up, kind of lost, lost in the shuffle, and just all of a sudden he's hit the goal trail and it seems like he's not going to look back, so... Really excited for 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 Archer, um, you know he has leapfrogged the likes of of Louis Barry and 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 Davies and and, and Philogene Bidace and other forwards at Villa to become a real a real hot prospect, Andy. He is a hot prospect, and I think the thing that
1: excites me about him is I think when you watch strikers, you can you can tell if they've just got that they've just that 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 split second ahead, aren't they? that's how they get their chances that's how they take their chances you know when you know when they shoot when they you know the you know reduced backlift you know the 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 shot kind of gets away before anyone's um really known it's come in and um he has this and he has it with both feet and his head he's he's such a good finisher um and he can score from inside the box outside the box he's 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 just an excellent and he's he's just always there looking for a goal always there you know sort of you know trying to put himself in the best position possible he's got a proper nose for for scoring goals and um that's something you can't really you can't really coach it's just a it's just an instinct isn't it it's some some players have it Ollie Watkins for all his wonderful qualities, and he is—he has been—and we said this last week—he's—he's he's, he's been a an excellent signing for for Aston Villa, um, and he's he's led the line superbly over the uh, his, the time at the club. Um, you know, he's having a bit of a dip in form, but he's generally he's 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 done well. But he hasn't got that striker's instinct at all. Um, <laughs> you know, he, he hasn't. He's, he, he does score goals. He will score goals, but it's it's not those goals. He's not going to score goals that you don't expect him to score, if you know what I mean. Whereas Cameron Archer does score those goals, albeit we've not seen it at Premier League level yet. But I think if you've got that quality, it shines through. Um, and I just think he would be. I think in this team, he'd, he'd be scoring goals. I just don't... I don't doubt it at all. I would like to clarify that we're not saying for one second that we should be recalling Cameron (laughs) Archer or any of our players because we can't. It's not in the rules. We're not allowed to. (laughs) And we know that. And it really winds me up when people say we should recall Cameron Archer. (laughs) What we shouldn't have done is sent him on loan. But um, we have now and he's, he's getting some great experience at Preston. And I'm hoping that next season... He will be in the the first team squad, and he will be closer to it, and he will be getting his opportunities. Um, because I think he's the, for me, he's the pick of the bunch at the moment.
0: Yeah, I think it's 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 incredibly exciting. Also, um, a, a shout out for 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 Louis Barry as well, uh, putting a, a bit like Archer, and uh, maybe not as pronounced, putting a, a disappointing uh, loan spell uh, for for um, what Louis Barry, which Louis Barry had at, at Ipswich Town. And now, as you say, he scored tonight. Scored on uh, on on Saturday. Uh, long may it continue. Swindon will be loving us. We, we you know, they've had uh, Kane Kader, heslin Louis Barry. Uh, you know, Swindon Swindon is the new uh, it's a new suburb of Birmingham, Andy. Well,
1: they've got Harry McCurdy there, who was a Villa youth um, player as well, and yes, he's a proper do, yeah. cult hero down down there by all accounts he's hes you know, he scored against man City the other week in the cup, and you know he 's one of them he''s, he's uh he 's he's really found his his, his his level there and he 's probably got a, he's probably has got a higher level really in him but um yeah so uh there's a bit of a connection with swindon um, at the moment and uh it's good it 's good when you find when you have a club further down that that you can rely on to to develop your, your young players properly and to make them feel part of the club as well. I think, I think from, from all accounts, all accounts, uh, Kessler Hayden was, was a little bit gutted to leave there. Um, and now, but now he's moved up to a, to a higher level, which is, which is great for, for him and, and, and and promising for us as well. So in terms of the, uh, you know, the youth, the youth setup, it's, it's going very well. There's some really good signs, um, you know, in very early days as well. Um, so, so that's that's great and like you say they either come through and help the first team and do well or um we're we're able to get a, a decent transfer fee for him for them which as as you said is not something we've
0: been particularly good at good at of of late um allergic to transfer fees I mean, obviously <laughs> uh, your mate your mate your mate joe
1: <laughs> yeah which I'd take it back I'd, I'd give him I'd, I'd give him the 100 million back I really would at the moment but um, do you think go. he
0: would uh, do you think he would take it back
1: no not a chance not a chance no I think you think I he's think happy
0: where he is no I
1: wouldn't have thought so but I, w- I would have said he's um, you know he's still got every chance of of making an impact there I think in the future and um, he'll yeah, certainly still, uh, still, that's fair still early yeah. days for 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 it, it is it early days
0: and, of, and
1: yeah yeah. Um, but we move on to Saturday, and, and as we said, Graham Potter's Seagulls are up next for Villa um, as we travel to Brighton for a, a traditional 3pm kickoff. Um, with the honeymoon period well and truly over for Gerard at Villa, um, he may um, be pleased to be facing a Brighton side that has already um, bested this season, that he's already beaten this season. Um, and who themselves are coming off the back of a, a very poor 3-0 loss at the hands of Burnley. Villa will be boosted by the return of Ezri Konza at the back, but may still have to wait longer for long-term absentees, Bertrand Triore and marvellous Nakamba. Will Gerrard make the changes he promised against Watford this time out, or do you see him keeping faith with his more trusted players in the hope they can turn things around for this one?
0: Well, I think um, I think that uh, yeah, I think there will be changes. I think Konza will come in. I think Ings probably keeps his place. Although I wouldn't be surprised to see to see Watkins back, um, just for the for the work rate. I don't think you can carry Coutinho and Buendia. Um Buendia works hard um, off the ball. Coutinho, <laughs> not so much. Um, and that might not be, I don't think he's lazy necessarily. I think it's gen, generally accepted that he hasn't played a lot of football um, before, uh, for um, a long time, Coutinho. I think that this last couple of weeks is the first time I saw something, This it was the first time Coutinho completed 90 minutes in like two years or something mad. So uh, Coutinho is still finding his, his fitness. I, I don't think that he doesn't want to help out. I just don't think he's physically able to help out defensively at the moment. So whether or not you can carry both of those against a Brighton team that tend to dominate the ball with that uh, that wonderful midfielder, Eve Bissouma, who is so coveted by many at Villa Park, with Villa having a bid turned down for him. So Konza is going to strengthen the, uh, the, 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 the side. Um, no disrespect to Callum Chambers, but I think Konza is a step or two above. It'll be interesting to see if Gerard does play Chambers in defensive midfield uh, to add a bit more steel. Certainly, it's not going well for Douglas Luiz, so for sure it's worth a try. I would have thought. I mean, it can't get much worse. Um, cut to us, you know, talking about a four-nil loss. I'm like, wow, we I don't know why he played Chambers there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is which is the life of a fan, but um, definitely worth worth a try, as you say, as as Marvelous Nakamba nears nears fitness. And let's, let's see, let's see something else. Also, I'd be happy to see um, Jacob Ramsey get a rest. Not that I think he deserves to be dropped, just as, again, he's young. He's played a lot of football and it, it, it can be bad for them uh, physically and emotionally when they play too many minutes too young. So I would give him a rest. Let's see what Morgan Sanson is available, it is, is, is there. And let's see if we can have a midfield free of Chambers, Sanson and John McGinn. Time for we, we John McGinn owes us a performance at this point. Maybe it's time for him to pull his his finger out a little bit, and let's see if we can we can push ahead a little bit and see if we can we can have a bit of a better result that we've had in the last few weeks. Um, Gerrard, as you say, already has beaten Brighton. Brighton have just had a terrible loss, so maybe it's a good time to play them, and um, hopefully we can get another two 0 win on the board. Andy, yeah, I, I quite like the idea of that midfield.
1: I have to say, I think um, you know. <sighs> I mean, Chambers. It would be a, a little bit of a, a reach, maybe. But look, we, you know, you, you, we sort of joked about it there. But we, surely, would you one of these where you just do something different and it works? You know, yeah, just out of nowhere, Chambers becomes, you know, the most sought-after defensive midfielder in the in the Premier League or something like that. You know, because it, you know, we 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 never get those kind of breaks, do we, with players and. And um, everything always seems to be very hard work, and have and and, and like a, a Calvin Phillips
0: was wasn't he like a forward or something or a wink or a right back, and and also yeah. took him and stuck him in defensive midfield, and he was like a revelation. Yeah, maybe Callum Chambers is the new Calvin Phillips. You That's heard it, it here first.
1: <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I mean, just some yeah, just something like that to make things make things click out of nowhere um, would would just be lovely at this point. Um, but I do like the idea of. Maybe having no having at least two midfielders there to maybe allow John McGinn to, to push on a little bit and create a bit of chaos. Um McGinn style in the in the in the opposition half. I think that would be that would be good. I think that would that would also help um help the front three. Um he's I mean, he's playing way too deep, I think. He's just not not effective um playing that far, that far back really. But he does a job for the team and you know he's 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 kind of sacrificing his own game i think a little bit at times um maybe i'm just trying maybe i'm just trying to be kind but you know that's that's he was certainly not playing to his 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 strengths in that respect um yeah i think um you know maybe even moving Ramsey into the front 3 is is an option but then you've got you have got players there that are, that are probably um you know players that yeah, you know, well, Wendy, chuck Wemeca and uh, and Bailey for a start. Who who might have something to say about that? So, you know, with uh, there are certainly options. You know, having said there are no options for for Gerard, he does have options. But I think maybe he just needs to open his mind a little bit, maybe, and 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 say, right, okay, this isn't working. Sometimes you just need to rejig things. You know, give things a bit of a new emphasis. Provide a little bit of they plug the plug the gaps a little bit in the in the midfield, you know, and you know it's 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 blatantly obvious that 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 midfield isn't isn't functioning um, as it should at either end of the field at the minute. So um, yeah, I like that. I think um, the forward thing it's just toss a coin, isn't it, between Watkins and Ings, really. You know, I did think Watkins looked lively when he came on. Ings started the game really well. Um, probably should have scored, certainly should have had a penalty. Um so maybe it's that way around. You start with Ings and, and you bring Watkins on later just for that bit of energy. But then I'm not sure. I mean Ings looked like he was struggling with an injury, so so perhaps Watkins will be back. Um who knows? But I'm not dropping catinio for anything.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, I I I, I, yeah, Coutinho Coutinho can do things that no one else at Aston Villa can do. And, and, and that is worth its weight in gold. But I do think a way to Brighton where we haven't got a lot of the ball, he's going to be doing lots of shuttle runs. Would he be more effective, you know, giving us gold for the last 30 minutes? Maybe, maybe not. But I imagine, you know, Coutinho... (laughs) Coutinho did not come to Aston Villa to stay on to sit on the bench, so I think he's going to start regardless. I'm just not sure Villa can afford when we're in such bad form at the moment to carry both Buendia and uh, and Coutinho, and that would be an amazing change as well. If, if if Coutinho can give us 60 minutes and we get Buendia for 30, you know that would be that would work for me. I just wonder, like three years ago
1: when we were losing two 0 at home to West Brom and Conor kind of <laughs> was getting getting booed off the pitch. Uh, well, Jacob Ramsey's debut and, that game. And Jacob Andy. Ramsey came on. I, then, you know, did you think we'd be debating whether we should we should drop Coutinho to the bench <laughs> or not? <laughs> um I think uh you know, sometimes it's good to get things in a bit of perspective, isn't it? But um yeah, I think I think uh, there's no way. There's no way Gerard leaves him out. He's too important. No. He's too he's too good. He's too good. Um, yeah. yeah he's too good. And uh, you know we love Buende, but Coutinho is twice the player boat is i'm afraid and uh, in in many aspects so um if there's one of them goes, it'll be Buendir, I would have thought um but anyway, that sorted that out then um predictions <laughs> <laughs> i'm
0: i'm I'm back in gerard as i we've i've i've as much as I'm distressed by these these things that he's doing. I'm backing him to come good. Um, I'm hoping he stops stops the rot, gets a point, uh, which could be valuable for us come the end of the season. Uh one all draw.
1: Yeah, I was I was thinking a draw. I was thinking a draw, but I'm gonna go for a, a two-one away win. I'm Ooh. gonna say we're we're gonna we're gonna go there and pick up the points and complete the double over over um over Brighton for this season. Um but great, thanks for joining me. Today, Craig, it's been, it's been great to, to get some of this stuff off, off our collective chest, I think, and and I hope the listeners yeah. have, it, have enjoyed it too. Um, head over to Manscaped for, for all your, your Manscaped products and 20% off and free shipping with the code LAMP and check out the website underagaslitlamp.com and give us a follow on the socials. you're going to Brighton have a great day have a great weekend cheer the boys on and we'll be back next week to to pick it apart hopefully celebrate a win and look ahead to the Southampton game a, a
0: week on Saturday but until then stay safe and up the villa